0: Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here, and welcome to the Focus on Faith. Whoops, that's what I was afraid of. (laughs) Well, as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here, and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast a good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows, all of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. Well, I decided to leave that little blooper at the front of this, right there at the front of this, because it kind of illustrates some of the stuff I want to talk about today. Have you ever noticed that one of the most frustrating things about technology is that it does pretty much exactly, pretty much always, what you told it to? Yeah, it really confuses us. I had set that podcast music to play and then stop. No, I hadn't. The actual fact is, and it's funny, I was thinking of this as the music was rolling. I hope I remembered to change the settings on that, because Sunday I had set some of the music to play continuously, to go from one track to the next without a break, and if that's the case, in a moment that music is going to start again, and sure enough it did. Isn't that frustrating? when something does exactly what you told it to, but it's the wrong thing. At that point, I guess you have a choice. You can either laugh like I did, which uh, just kind of came out there, and I'm glad I laughed, or you can get really frustrated about it, and you can go fuss at somebody about how silly that program is and whoever really put this thing together didn't do a very good job or they, they, they just made it too complicated. You know, nobody can be expected to do this right. Or you can go kick the dog. Well, I like our dog. Or you can, I guess, kind of move the blame around in a million ways. But no, it did what I told it to. And that's just a plain and simple fact. Another fact is that I really like that program, that little app. It's a good one. If you want to play tracks when you're singing a program and doing a little concert or whatever, man, it's a good one. There's so many things I like about it. And then they improved it. I'm not sure it was an improvement, but I can understand why they did it. It's such a good app that a lot of people liked it. A lot of people wanted to use it. And so they went to that wonderful subscription approach where you pay a certain amount every year for the privilege of keeping on using the program. I don't really like the subscription approach that so many software companies have gone to. I understand why they do it. Oh, I definitely understand. And yeah, there are some advantages to consumers, but there's sure some advantages to their bottom line for selling that over and over and over again. This one was changed because it was so good and so many people were using it. They made a few changes that I guess may have been improvements, but they also went to that subscription approach. I am not convinced that's an improvement, but if I owned the app, I might be tempted to do the same thing, so I don't begrudge it to them, especially since they grandfathered me in. I will also admit that I'm not one that particularly likes change. When I find something that works, and I like the way it works, I really kind of want them to leave it alone, because I'm not convinced that just because it's a change, it's necessarily better. Hey, I'm getting a little bit older here, and I've noticed a number of changes. I think a good many of them are not particularly improvements. I hear politicians talking about change. Oh, what we need is change. And I want to say, hey, do you not realize that change can go in two different directions? Not all change is good. Some of it is. But if you go to the dentist today and he says you need a root canal tomorrow, that's change. I don't think I like it much. If you find yourself heading to the doctor because you have a bout of near-fatal hemorrhoids, well, you didn't yesterday, but hey, you do today. That's change. I don't think I like it all that much. You know, just saying we need to change is not nearly good enough. That kind of has to do with what I want to talk to you about in just a little while. I want to talk to you about some updates some upgrades. The important thing is to make sure that your update really is an upgrade and not a downgrade. Yeah, more about that in a few minutes. It really is good to have you with us today. I've missed this. I know a lot of you don't listen through these podcast segments chronologically. And that's perfectly fine. That's one of the good things about podcasts. If you see an episode title that looks good to you or whatever, you just jump over and listen to it. And that's great. Some of you listen through a little bit chronologically, and I just have to apologize quickly that I've been so slow in getting this newest segment out. I've had a number of things going on as far as some special projects, a couple of really big projects, and it just has taken an awful lot of time. And so, hey, that's my excuse. But I really love doing this podcast, and I want it to continue, and I really want to try to continue it a little more regularly. But uh, anyway, a bit of an apology on that. One of the things that's happened recently is that our Christian Appeal magazine, the monthly devotional magazine that my brother and I have been involved with for, well, he was involved with it for 60 years and me for almost 40, we recently have put that to bed. We published our last issue just recently, and those last several issues actually took quite a bit of extra work, it seems. They were pretty much in the same format, but just knowing that our final issue was coming and wanting to make those last few particularly special kind of took a lot of time, and uh, it's been quite a deal. I can't say that I'll miss the deadlines involved with it. And I really do think it was time for carrying out the decision that we've made. I think it was the right decision. But it is a little bit like losing a dear friend. There's some grief attached to it as well. I just want to mention that we still have quite a few extra copies of the various issues. If you would like to go and see what's available, well, we don't have copies of all of them, but you can go to our website at christianappeal.com christianappeal.com, and you can see every issue that we've published since 1963. Now, again, a lot of those we don't have copies of, but some of the last few years' issues, we still have some extra copies of, and if you'd like a print copy, a hard copy or a few, just let us know. We'll make you a good deal, and the shipping won't be all that much, whatever. Just for a little while longer, we can make this offer. We have a few of the print copies of these issues, the later issues left. And if we have them and you see one on the website that you're interested in, then we'd love to send you a copy or a few of that particular issue or several issues. If you're interested, we'll make you a really good deal and the postage won't be probably all that much. And we'll make a deal for you on that too. They'll be available for a little while Eventually, we'll have to clear the shelves of all of those back issue copies, but for now, we have a few. The neat thing is, we do have that website, www.christianappeal.com. And there at the website, you can see 60 years worth of issues. Some of that stuff is a little bit dated, some of it is as modern as tomorrow. There are some really good articles there. I'd love for you to spend some time there. If you decide that you would like a print copy of any of the issues that we can make available, then just drop us a note there at the contact form at www.christianappeal.com. A lot of people like to use these issues for hospital visitation or prison ministry, or they like to make them available in their churches or whatever. Just get a few to share with some friends if you're interested. There are a lot of really good ways to use these things. And we'd love to be able to help you if you'd care to do that kind of thing. While there are some left, in any case, just leave us a note with your name and address and what you're interested in at the contact form at www.christianappeal.com. I don't suppose I even told you in the bit of a snafu that took place at the first of this podcast episode that this episode is episode number 57, and I've entitled it, An Update We Should Trust. My laptop computer went mute recently. I can't tell you exactly when, but I'm sure it lost its voice several days before I noticed that it had lost its voice. I'm pretty crazy about taking care of my laptop computers. The succession of those has been somewhat heartwarming. I use them for a good while before I move on to another one, but I always try to get one that's kind of top of the line or pretty close to it. I want them to last a while, so I take really good care of these things. They tend to be expensive, but they sure will do some neat things, and they're just a great tool. So yeah, I take care of them. My wife and I were out garage sailing one time with some good friends in a nearby city. They're really good at that. She's good at that. I'm not that good at that. Most garage sales I can go by at 5 miles, 10 miles, or 20 miles an hour, and I can tell from a distance, I think, if there's anything worth stopping for. I then took my computer so I could work on some stuff in the car while they were out there stopping at what should have been, in my opinion, a 20-mile-an-hour garage sale. But they wanted to stop and look at stuff. Now, it works for them. They tend to find stuff, but I don't like to spend the time, not as much as they do, looking at stuff, most of which I figure is junk. That's why I don't find the treasures that they find. So I was sitting in the car, working on a newspaper column or an essay of some sort or something... I had a cup of coffee. I was drinking coffee and working on the computer and you see it coming, don't you? I spilled coffee on the computer. I didn't spill just a little bit. I didn't just have a couple of three drops get loose and land on the keyboard. This cup turned over and totally baptized by complete immersion, the keyboard of that computer. It did not go well. I was aghast at what I'd done. We took it back to their house. I did my best. I took it apart as far as I could. I dried it out. I used the hairdryer on it. I did everything I thought I could do to try to see if I couldn't breathe life into it again. And I did not try to turn it on for a while. I called the support group for the company and asked for advice and all of that. I ended up sending it in, and I was kind of glad for once that I'd paid for some extra support. And they ended up replacing a number of components and putting the thing back together and sending it back. And yeah, it worked for a good while after that. The funny thing is, though, that when my wife told one of my daughter's-in-law what had happened, the first question she asked was, is Curtis okay? That's how much I am known for taking care of and loving my computers. I tell you that just to provide a little background here. Yes, my newest machine recently lost its voice. Its speakers, I knew, or thought I knew, were fine. They were just not speaking. As emergencies go, even for a computer nerd like I've proven myself to be, it was way down the list from a house fire, and just maybe a bit above being subjected to another smarmy ad on TV, by a politician going low to assure you that he or she is not a low-life politician, or at least, not as slimy as their despicable opponent. These things are relative, you know. It was not a serious emergency. It was an annoyance that I figured I could cure, or that I could call for help to cure. But I was busy. I figured that after I rebooted the computer a time or a few, that's always the first thing to try, Some glitch would probably be sniffed out and de-glitched by the machine on its own, and it would get its voice back. Who knows? If AI doesn't destroy the world, one day such a computer might reboot and speak to you with a sweet and feminine English accent. Good day. I am so moved by your help that I can hardly speak. But I am indeed speaking again. May I sincerely say from the depth of my quad core how deeply I appreciate your patience and the valiant measures you have taken to ensure my well-being. I am so very grateful for such a caring owner. Thank you, dear one. Uh, That didn't happen. So I took appropriate action, valiant measures even. I made sure the machine was completely mute and not just silenced when running a particular program or two. Yep, completely tongue-tied. Aphonic. mum. At that point, I went to the volume mixer and then to sound settings. Both seemed to indicate that all was fine. It was not. Then I remembered that I'd recently installed one of those seemingly ever-present Windows updates. You know, the ones that show up most often when you'd really like to shut the machine down quickly and get on with life. But you've been dodging that update for days now, and the machine is planning to go right ahead with it. It's beginning. You get the warning that whatever you do, do not shut down or unplug your computer. If it's an especially ominous request, not from Microsoft, but from your computer's manufacturer, you might even get a really scary screen, cautionary colors, a warning not to breathe or blink while your computer's BIOS is being flashed. That sounds like something that could land the perpetrator on a national registry. Or it sounds like something biological, which means living, which your computer is not. It actually has to do with Basic Input Output System. This type of update really is serious, but if you stay six feet away from the computer during the flash, you'll only have a moderately increased chance of most types of cancer. I'm kidding. I know. You can set your computer to perform updates only at specific times that are convenient. Good luck finding a convenient time. I never have. I also know that the updates are supposed to be good for my computer's health, and more importantly, my computer's security. If I perform them as requested, no one will ever get nuclear launch codes from my machine. Still, I'm always happy and a little surprised when my computer still works properly after the update is completed. You see, I have trust issues. This is change. Did I mention, I don't always trust change. I'm not always sure it's going to go in the right direction. And so I wait. My computer seems happy now, before I run the update. If it ain't broke, well, you know how that goes. When I think about this, I realize that it's like choosing to go to the doctor or the hospital. My personal philosophy is, I'm afraid, Fear based. I will go when I am more afraid of not going than going. That philosophy has generally worked very well for me. There could be times when it worked very, very poorly. I know that, but it still pretty much is my philosophy regarding computer updates as well. All to say that, though I can't prove it, and I'm not at all sure. I think my computer lost its voice after the most recent, most major, update. So, I reasoned it was about time to call the company to get the high level of support I'd paid for. Most of those plans are pretty much extortion, I think. And then there's the time when you drop a whole cup of coffee into your computer. That may be different. I decided to try one more thing first. Before ascending, or descending rather, into the company's long hold line, I searched the company's website for driver updates, found a few and ran them, suspecting that I had a 50-50 chance of fouling something else up. No good. Nothing worked. But it was no worse. Then I did some more in-depth searching. I found another audio driver update, I ran it, and success! The machine started to talk. All updated. And as far as I can see, back to the point I was quite happy to be at before the update. Maybe a lot is better now. Maybe a lot is more protected now. A lot more than I realize. It probably is. But did I mention that I have trust issues? If they'd find efficient ways to leave me alone, I'd certainly appreciate it. I'm thankful that our Creator knows, as the old song says, just what I need. He knows us completely. He understands us completely. He knows exactly what we need to live our lives in a way that honors Him and allows us to be the best us He created us to be. Far better far freer, far more uniquely ourselves than we could ever be by bowing before ourselves. We always become, as the old wise man said, taller when we bow to our Maker. And updates? Well, no update at all is ever needed to the good news of what God's Son did for us, for all of us, for all time. We do, however, need to trust our Creator and say yes to the updating. Only His love and presence can work every day in our souls. Well, again, thank you for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? Sure would appreciate it. Have a great day.